Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppe with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a very informative podcast today because we have Neil Levin, Senior Nutrition Education Manager for Now Foods and Protocol for Life Balance, a physician brand that I rely on and trust. By the way, great, great prices. Uh, they really... Um, uh, you know, we're talking about generic things like uh, vitamin D and vitamin K that a lot of supplement manufacturers offer. Uh, there's some real value uh, with protocol for life balance. Um, so, uh, Neil, uh, you know, let's now define. This is a little like Chinese boxes, isn't it? Because it's like, okay, there's vitamin K and then there's, break it down, there's vitamin K1 and vitamin K2. And you in part one, you started to describe the difference between them. And then... Within the vitamin K2 category, there's a couple of different forms. So can you take us through that? Yeah, the, the, the most common and the historic form of vitamin K2 you will find in supplements is called MK7. And that is a form that is not very well absorbed. It doesn't have a long half-life in the body. But that's a form that is fairly easy to produce and is common in cheeses and those kind of foods. So that's the one that is typically supplemented. And if you get a generic vitamin K2, mm -hmm. it's going to be MK4. I mean, that, oh. that's the basic one. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's a more unusual type yeah. called MK7. Yeah. And th that one has been found in a Japanese fermented food called natto. Mm -hmm. And natto, interestingly enough, makes both this form of vitamin K and it makes this natokinase enzyme oh. that counters it's anti anti-thrombotic. It, it prevents uh, yeah. It, it breaks down uh, the fibers and clots. Mm -hmm. So you, you actually have a balanced food with this natto, which is kind of a, a black, sticky, nasty, nasty smelling fermented yeah. food. If you're not used to it, it it's it an really, acquired uh, taste. It definitely is an acquired, an acquired taste for taste. Westerners. Good way yeah. to put that. Yeah. But they do extract the natto kinase from there, but they also extract the MK7. Mm -hmm. And the advantage for MK7 is that it absorbs many times greater, readily absorbs into the body mm -hmm. compared to MK4. Okay. And it also has a much, much longer half-life, and it works by slowly converting into MK4 in the body. Mm -hmm. So it's really the superior way to get more bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get maximum absorption, 
maximum effect in the body. And vitamin K2 is going to protect the arteries. Uh, calcium deposits in the arteries is a function of you have enough vitamin D to absorb calcium, but you don't have enough vitamin K to finish the job and move it to its final destination. Mm -hmm. I've sometimes referred to vitamin K as kind of the crossing guard for calcium. Uh, it uh, puts calcium into the bones, but it also keeps calcium away from the arteries. It's a little simplistic, but that's sort of what it does in the body, doesn't it? It does, and that, that's important because you don't want to just absorb calcium, calcium, calcium and have nowhere for it to go. Mm -hmm. You don't want calcium deposits here or there where it's not going to be healthy. You want that calcium to be put to work. Right. Okay, so when it comes to dosage forms, I believe when you have a product that just K2, which you say turns out to be the MK4 form, it's in milligrams, right? You get a certain... No, milligram. they're micrograms. Oh, it's all micrograms. Micro, both uh, K2 is expressed in micrograms as well all as All the vitamin K's K are in micrograms. Micrograms. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. So that. So uh, so, what's a typical dose in the K2 products? I mean, uh, did Protocol for Life Balance make just the MK4, or you guys prefer to go to the, the more quality ingredient? Yeah. I mean, the older formulas... You know, the non-specialty formulas will tend to have MK4, mm -hmm. but vitamin K, if, you know, if we're doing vitamin D and vitamin K, uh, we'll typically use the MK7 as the more superior form. Mm -hmm. So uh, the typical amount you get would be 80 to 100 micrograms. Mm -hmm. uh, 80 microgram is the old RDA for vitamin K. So. Okay. You know, getting in that range of 80 to 100 gets you close to that 100% RDA. And when you're going for the MK7, uh, you, you can get results at higher levels. And, you know, some of the studies, they're doing over 1,000 mm -hmm. micrograms. What, but, for heart you know, or for in bone? Our or both? We offer uh, 180 and 300 micrograms. Mm -hmm. as a, a basic dose and people can add more you know take more than one if they want to so so uh this is the that's the standard dose that is beneficial both for heart and bone correct yeah we will see cardiologists typically using amounts starting at 160 to 180 micrograms i think the, the studies are stronger at 180 at the bottom end of the clinical range mm -hmm. than 160 but you know somewhere in there and when you start getting 300 and above, you're really talking about trying to deal with this in a stronger way. And when they start going over 1,000, mm -hmm. you know, they're really trying to scavenge excess calcium that they know is in the system at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I haven't used such high doses. I generally go, you know, 180, maybe 360 sometimes. Uh, so your, your, your D3 plus K product is what? What's the dosage? Well, the D3 is going to be 5,000, and the vitamin K is going to be, uh, I believe it's, the newest one is 300. The old one was 180. Mm -hmm. So... And that's one, in yeah, one we, pill. We actually offer different strengths on some of these things. And it's one pill. 
One, yeah, one, because, you know, you're talking about micrograms, you know, it's not that large of a pill. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, this one here. Different products are available. Uh, you know, I mean, some people don't want their vitamin D with K because maybe they're taking a multi that has vitamin D and maybe, you know, osteoporosis form. They just want a little extra vitamin K. So uh, Protocol for Life Balance has, I'm looking at your product lineup. There's an MK7 at 160 micrograms solo product. There's an, uh, a K2 MK7, 300 micrograms. So it's a little more potent. Uh, and uh, then there's a, uh, I think, a D with K, uh, which is, as you said, yeah, got it. Yeah, the, the 5,000 D3 with the 300 K, MK7 form of K2 is actually my suggestion. Mm-hmm. That, that was a formula I had recommended. Because right. I, I just saw a demand for that. People are taking these higher doses by singly. Why can't they buy it in one pill instead of two? Exactly. And because they're such good companion nutrients. Uh, you, you've written, it, and it's on our website, you talk a little bit about the synergy between vitamin D and K. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, just taking D alone, okay, good. Uh, but without vitamin K, you don't achieve its full potential, correct? Well, right. You're, you're doing half the job. It's like, uh, you know, you get on the airplane and you're going somewhere, but you can't land if you don't have the landing gear. So, you know, there has to be some way to finish the job. And vitamin K, especially vitamin K2, finishes the job of you know, not just absorbing calcium, but utilizing it, making it go where it's supposed to go. And a little bit the history behind vitamin K uh, and discovering its cardiovascular benefits. There's a, a guy in Holland named Schurgers. He's the lead researcher on a lot of papers about vitamin K2 and the MK7 subtype. And of interest is the fact that uh, Netherlands is a country that consumes an enormous amount of aged cheese. They love their cheeses. And yet, oh, yeah. there's a bit of a Dutch paradox in that country, isn't there? That they, considering how much in the way of saturated fat and cholesterol they consume, they seem to be relatively shielded from cardiovascular disease, right? Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting because that they've studied the Dutch population a lot because... Uh, the Nazis were actually starving parts of yep. the Netherlands mm-hmm. uh, in the end of World War II uh, because they were trying to control that area. And there was stunted growth in a lot of children mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And right now, the Dutch are one of the tallest populations on Earth because of, of what they're eating, because of their diet. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting how the diet can can either stunt a generation or make them where you don't want to be sitting behind them at a concert. <laughs> right. So it's it's not genetic. It's what's called epigenetic. It's, it's you know, your, your genetic potential is uh, either retarded or accentuated, depending on your diet and other lifestyle factors. Yeah, and we've, we've even seen that, you know, if you look at our grandparents or great-grandparents, you know, on average, they're not as tall as we are. Oh, exactly. You know, there is a difference. My, my grandfather... Uh, who, by the way, lived to be 101, so he wasn't unhealthy. But uh, he was about uh, he was five foot one on a good day, and uh, he also <laughs> was bow legged because he grew up, you know, under trying circumstances around World War One and during the Depression, right. and um, and didn't get enough vitamin D. 
you know, simply didn't get, I mean, probably didn't get enough fresh milk and maybe not enough sunshine. And, uh, you know, he had to work, start working early indoors. And he was bow-legged. My father, uh, five foot eight, which was average height then. Now it's a little on the short side. I'm five, 10 or 11. So, you know, there's been a surge in our generational, um, achieving our generational potential in terms of height. And, and vitamin D, of course, in, instrumental in, um, in optimizing uh, growth. Yes, definitely. So what they say, you know, what about this? Drink a lot of milk. That's a way to get vitamin D, isn't it? Aren't you going to get a lot of vitamin D that way? Well, you're getting vitamin D because it's fortified, first okay. of all. Okay. And you're not getting a ton of vitamin D. Yeah. You know, you're getting hundreds, not thousands of international right. units from, from a right. glass. Yeah, I, I hear that so, there's like a hundred per glass of milk. So if you want to, uh, your two thousand, you have to drink twenty glasses of milk, uh, which uh, would give some people colossal uh, GI problems uh, or uh, severe allergies. Well, the other thing is it takes something like fifteen nutrients to build bone. So you're you got calcium and vitamin d you got two of them and they're two of the most important of course mm -hmm. but they're not the only ones you need to build bone and if you're you have that vitamin d driving the absorption of all that calcium and nowhere to use that calcium because you don't have the other nutritional cofactors needed where's the vitamin k to move it in the bones where's the silica where's the magnesium where's the protein where's the iron you know there, there's other things involved zinc these, these other things are needed. Most of the things in a multivitamin, by the way, are needed to build bone tissue. Right. So it's a synergy of all these, uh, these nutrients together. Um, right. Okay. So um, when it comes to uh, cardiovascular protection uh, and when it comes to uh, bone optimization, uh, are there any other things you want to throw in the balance? I mean, obviously, that's not the name of the you know, the full arsenal of nutrients. Well, I mean, vitamin D has roles in, in not only immunity, but uh, blood sugar control. The pancreas needs vitamin D to make insulin. Which is very, very important because we've got metabolic syndrome as a major unrecognized driver of the cardiovascular disease epidemic. Uh, it's, so it's not just about simply about cholesterol. Uh, it's also about the degree to which you handle bl blood sugar properly, correct? Yes. Uh, I mean, if you don't have good vitamin D, you're not going to be able to control your blood sugar well. And mood is another issue. People are not even aware of this, but uh, they've done intervention studies on people with various levels of depression and vitamin D and they found that vitamin D sometimes helps and there's a correlation an association with depression in northern countries that have less sunlight so they're making less vitamin D uh, an association of vitamin D deficiency with depression in northern countries and major depression was only seen in individuals with the most severe vitamin D deficiencies in those countries so there's some kind of association, you know, they haven't worked it all out yet, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's worth noting that, you know, you're missing an essential nutrient. There's maybe a whole bunch of things it does that you might not even think about. Right. 
And sunshine is obviously an elixir for mood uh, for various reasons. I mean, light does some nice things to the brain and circadian rhythm, but it also helps with uh, production of vitamin D. So I have a question. Uh, I take uh, your uh, your vitamin K plus uh, vitamin D product, uh, which offers 5,000 of, of vitamin D. Uh, and I get a little extra because I take uh, a multi. And that's for wintertime. And I don't get a lot of sun exposure. But hey, it's, you know, holiday time and getting warmer. And pretty soon we'll be in full summer and the sun is high. Uh, should I be cutting back on my vitamin D? I'm in, in any danger of overdosing on vitamin D for seasonal reasons, or do the body have a way of adjusting it? If you're already taking enough vitamin D, will you uh, cut back on your production of vitamin D in the skin from the sun? Or can you OD because you, you're getting too much sun now? Well, sunlight doesn't make you overdose on vitamin D because the, the skin will darken, and you will when you use up the antioxidants, the carotenoids especially, in the skin, mm -hmm. then you, that's when you can get a sunburn. Mm -hmm. But the tanning is actually an oxidative process. You're actually oxidize, oxidizing the melanin mm -hmm. in the skin, the pigment. Right. So that's an oxidized pigment. It's a brown pigment. So you are, by, by going out in the sun, it's self-correcting. For okay. most people. So, so you're saying However, the, the body has a little bit of a... supplementation doesn't do that. So, okay, so the body has a little bit of a thermostat. It's not going... I mean, you, you get too much sun and you're taking vitamin D and you're not going to OD on vitamin D. There's, there's a, the body self-regulates to some extent. Uh, to some sunscreen. extent, but not... Supplementation, you can't overdo it. But you can. You can not at 5 or 10,000 a day. Right, Okay. Okay, so you know what I sometimes tell patients to do is uh, seasonally adjust. If they're going to get a lot of sun, you know maybe they'll drop that five thousand to two thousand, but it's not imperative because they're not at high risk. No, as long as you're below ten thousand a day, you're you're in good shape as far as safety. So, not not really a concern at that level. I, I take I was taking five thousand twice a day plus my multi, and not getting a ton of sun because I mm -hmm. you know work in, indoors most of the time. But uh, I tested my level, and I was in the low 80s. And you know, above yeah. 200 is really where you start getting the kidney problems. So yeah. I was far from that. I, I, I've read somewhere a long time ago that 88 nanogram per milliliter is the level at which the body starts trying to downregulate vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the low 80s, that's about as high as you want to be. You right. know, And above 50 is considered optimal. Mm -hmm. So I cut from... Two to one of the five thousand a day. Okay. And plus my multi, because I, I, I'm at a, a pretty high level, and you know. But it took me years. I I, I was in the twenties when I started about five years ago, so it, it took a few years yeah. to get up to that level. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people walking around with abysmal vitamin D, uh, even people on on reasonable diets, and some of it is is genetic. They're just very prone to low vitamin D. Um, do you talk a little bit about vitamin D and autoimmune disease? Because there's a intriguing story there, too. Yeah, we, we do see that autoimmune diseases are more common in countries with less sunlight, such as Scandinavia, for example, or, mm -hmm. or Northern Europe. And there's animal models, you know, and, and some of their biology is the same as ours, where you can, you can tell something. Uh, we, we know there's vitamin D receptors in the immune system, we know that supplementation of vitamin D has 
seem to have a preventive effect in a number of autoimmune disorders. Uh, it affects differentiation of cells, proliferation and secretion within the cells as part of the autoimmune reaction. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have treated some people with vitamin D and seen a lower risk of MS, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, an association between low le serum levels of vitamin D and lupus mm -hmm. has been demonstrated in the Iowa Women's Health Study as well. Mm -hmm. And Supplementation is linked with reduced rate and severity of asthma attacks in children as well. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Any, any inflammatory effect, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, vitamin D has a wide range of things. And, you know, we, we know it affects the heart, uh, body sway, muscle function and strength, significant risk of falling, uh, it reduced so does it frustrate you from time to time, Neil, as, a, as an educator and as someone who delves into the literature and you probably, uh, you know, jump on your latest copy of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition and search out articles on vitamins and supplements that uh, there's still a lot of pushback to the notion that uh, people uh, should be taking supplemental nutrients. Um, you, you hear it all the time. You know, there's, well, there's not enough proof that vitamins are beneficial uh, you can get what you need from a healthy diet, and so on and so on. Well, we look at the NHANE studies, which is the national official government study of what people eat, and they estimate the nutrient intake. And regularly we see a number of essential nutrients are deficient at double-digit levels in the American population. Mm -hmm. And that's assuming that the food has what we think it has, and there's some evidence the food isn't as strong in, nut in nutrients as it used to be when they made up these food tables that they're doing the calculations from. Like, uh, it takes four carrots now to give you the amount of calcium a carrot gave you in 1940. Hmm. Because wow. different varieties, different harvests, different uh, storage, every, you know, everything combines where the soil's not as healthy. And, and so... The nutritional value of the American diet has declined. The other thing is almost everybody I talk to is on a special diet. They're mm -hmm. restricting something in their diet. Mm -hmm. I'm a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. I like whole grains instead of refined grains. I like organic versus non-organic. Uh, there's people on keto diets, gluten-free diets, paleo diets. <laughs> uh, you name it, there's a diet. And any, what a diet means is you are restricting what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Anytime you restrict what you eat, you are risking not getting certain nutrients. You're on a paleo diet. Where are you getting your fiber? Mm -hmm. Where are you getting your phytonutrients? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, things like carotenoids, things like, uh, uh, these antioxidant type compounds that are in, in the foods. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Every time you restrict the diet, you risk something. I'm on a vegetarian diet. Where's my omega-3 coming from, my protein, my iron, on and on. There, there's B12. There's a number of things I have to watch out for because of my special diet. Most people are not doing that. Mm -hmm. So a multivitamin at least covers those gaps. It's nutritional insurance. Mm -hmm. And then there's the therapeutic add-ons for special needs, uh, you know, for brain, for heart, for bone, for inflammation, 
et cetera, et cetera. You know, and and we try to individualize our our, our treatment of patients with various issues. That's what we call personalized nutrition. And I know you're a big believer right. in that. Oh yeah. And you know, if you're a vegan, for example, I'm not, but if you're a vegan, you have to convert your omega three into other forms. Well guess what you need? Magnesium is the it's the a yeah. mineral that the enzyme is dependent on. You mm-hmm. can't convert it without magnesium. Mm-hmm. So if if you know when you're looking at twenty, thirty percent of the population deficient in magnesium how are they converting this into the form the body needs? Yeah, no question. All right, great stuff as usual. You've clarified a lot of issues for our listening audience. Uh, we now uh, know our alphabet. <laughs> and <we know laughs> K1, K2, and MK7, MK4. And, you know, you've answered a lot of questions that uh, listeners send me. Uh, you can get more information uh, at... Uh, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Uh, that's the uh, portal for getting to Fullscript where you can see their full range of products. Also, we've got some interesting articles on the vitamin D3 and um, K2 synergy. Oh, just by the way, just quickly, D2 versus D3. Go. Yeah, I'm a believer that they're equally well-absorbed and they're equally well-utilized in the body. Dr. Michael Hollick, you probably know, Mm -hmm. has has written quite a bit of in medical journals about this. Um, One of the problems is in about 20, 25 years ago, they switched to a blood test that was only looking for D3 and not D2. Okay. So they've been underestimating how much D2 is there. Mm -hmm. And... uh, you know, I find there's there's no real difference if you measure it accurately, if you use okay. the right okay. tool. Yeah, because it's it's been said. I mean, this is and you're challenging some of the prevailing wisdom or supposed wisdom on this is that D three is more bioavailable, it's more potent. Uh, don't use D two, use D three. I notice most of your products are D three anyway. Yeah, I mean, there is a consumer preference because there's been so much said about this, but they are equally well-absorbed in the, the mm-hmm. classic literature. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they they equally prevent rickets and do all that kind of thing, uh, build bones. So it, I think the main difference I've found is that D2 disappears from the body faster. It, it doesn't linger in the body. It's actually much safer. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why these 50,000-unit mm-hmm. doses that were given by physicians for so long are typically D2 uh-huh. because D2 is considered the less toxic version. Okay. All right. Well, you're, you've shattered a myth for me because I've always assumed that uh, D3 was ascendant over D2, but they're, they're virtually equivalent. But you, by the way, you'll find most over-the-counter D supplements are D3. Uh, they're derived from sheep lanolin. Is that correct? Yes, ours actually comes from Switzerland, so sounds good, right? Yeah, but if you want a vegan form of that, if you don't, you feel that the sheep are being exploited because we're taking away their coats. Actually, they like it because in the summertime they want to they want a haircut. Uh, <laughs> then you can get the D two. The D two comes from irradiated mushrooms. Mushrooms too can get a tan yeah. and make vitamin D. 
Mushrooms expose to sunlight. That, when we say irradiated, it's the same as the sunlight irradiating yeah. cholesterol in your skin. It's right, not it's not uh, like uh, putting them into a gamma radiation right. booth or something. Okay, cool. All right, good. Thank you for providing us with that distinction. All right, now we've nailed it because we covered all the different forms and subforms. Thanks for providing clarity. Uh, that was uh, Neil Edward Levin. He's Senior Nutrition Education Manager and a product formulator for Now Foods. Also, their professional line is Protocol for Life Balance. Uh, great products, great values. Find them at on Fullscript. Check out drhoffman.com. Click on Shop. It'll take you to Fullscript, and you can have full access to their products. Also, access their products via drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Hey, uh, have yourself a great uh, summer, Neil, and... Uh, you know, stay, stay well. I know that, uh, <laughs> you're, you're very well positioned to, uh, provide yourself with the most expert nutritional support. <laughs> I try, but I always learn something when I talk to you. Thank you for that. No, oh, that's great. That if I, I consider it a high, uh, high accolade coming from you. If you, if there's anything that I impart to you that you haven't, hasn't crossed your radar screen yet. Thank you very much again for joining us. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant, and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com.